Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It Is Not About You with myself, Jamal Harrington, my co-hosts. Uh, let's start off with the most handsome one. Um, Mar- Me! <laughs> Hey. I host with the most. Oh. <laughs> Look at my age. I think they do. They go from being beautiful to handsome. You know, <laughs> so I'm just easing into my old age. She's handsome for an old broad. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that voice you hear, you're hearing right now is Marianne Riley, my co-host, and uh, <laughs> the other one, the, the other, the other co-host on the show who thought that I referred to him as handsome. He's handsome as well. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's a handsome devil. He's a handsome nerd. Uh, my the a third of our host, uh, Mr. Cousin Todd. Mr. Cousin Todd. <laughs> Cousin, yeah, that's Mr. Cousin Todd to you, sir. And with us, uh, with us today is a, a very funny stand-up comedian that I got the pleasure of meeting, and uh, has uh, done one of my shows, and will be doing one later on in January. Um, from, uh, are you based out of Philly? You're yes, based I out am. of Philly. See, Come on, it baby. Hurts. See, it hurts. South Philly. My, my jaw hurt. My jaw can't even <laughs> say it. You know, my jaw just wants to be like, he's from Philadelphia. But, but you know what? Since, uh, since you're a human being and you're, you're a stand-up guy, um, this gentleman is based out of Philadelphia. And, and, and I will say this, if you ever see his face on a flyer, um, take the flyer home with you and then go to the show. Um, very, very funny guy, Mr. Gary Sharp Jr. Yeah, Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, yeah. welcome in, Mr. Gary wow, Sharp okay. Jr. Wow. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> I'll take no, it. No, no, that, that's, right, that's the right button, actually, because yeah, yeah. there was a lot of that when he when he's on stage. Oh, uh, I, I meant to do this one. There we go. Hey. Yeah. Pause. You know. So, Gary, welcome to the podcast. Um, I know I didn't tell you too much about this podcast, but uh, shit's about to get real. All right. <laughs> like, um, you, you, I mean, you thought our comedy on stage was uh, was amazing. Like, this right here is right now, right now, <laughs> your, stock has, your stock just went up just by appearing on here. Oh, God. Just so oh you know. yeah, that's what you were telling me in like 45 <laughs> different countries, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do not build us up because it's going to be such a freaking colossal letdown. <laughs> Bedtime for this shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm sorry. It's like 7-Eleven over there, uh, and I know by the time this ends, it'll be tomorrow for the most part. I know, I know. For them, for you guys. Yeah. For you guys. But you know, so we made accommodations. We normally recorded like an hour earlier. I even bumped my my chiropractor appointment so that I could get in there early enough so I could be here on an off day that we don't usually record. And then we get told, wait a minute. Our guest wants to push it back, and I'm like, "Was this because you were watching the game? Yeah, were you watching? 100, it was. <laughs> My Eagles, man, they were playing seven o'clock. I had to watch it. I, I, I did that. Okay, in my defense, I did not have the heart to tell you guys this because when he sent me that message, he was like, you know, hey, can we push it back 30 minutes? My Eagles are playing. I'm just like, how can I deny this, man? You know. <laughs> in my defense, I said, if we got to do 9:30, I can do it, but. If we could do 10 o'clock, that'd be great. 
Okay. But 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 we know what we knew what you really asked for. It's like yeah. it's like you know what. The, the man's from Philly. He's, I mean, he's a, and, and now mind you, when we do this on Thursdays and the Seahawks are playing, like, I could see Marianne cringing. Like, she hopes nobody's cheering in the other room if they're watching the game. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yes. And, and, yes. and mind you, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I have my, like, before we even recorded, I was actually watching the, the game myself. Um, but usually on Thursdays, I'll have, like, my phone sitting in a place where I could kind of, like, look over and see what's Hard going not on. To watch, and, man. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, but see, my my team's the Giants, so we're like a garbage dumpster train wreck. <laughs> it's like it's like I could look away and still be engaged in the conversation that we're having <laughs> and not miss a beat. That's how bad we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there could be a fumble, and I could just be like, oh yeah, of, of course we fumbled the ball. You're Daniel Jones. You suck. Uh, I could, I could, I could do yeah. that, and then be like, oh yeah, Marianne, yeah, I agree with you about you know. <laughs> Just be fully into the conversation, yeah. Yeah. And also accepting the fact that you guys suck. I could not. Exactly, exactly. I'll be honest. I could not watch. So when we were on the radio show together, Jamal, I had threat of violence and death to to the other uh, co-hosts and other people on the show because you do not tell me what the score is. Do not tell me what's (laughs) happening. I've got it recorded in at home. When I go home, I'm going to sit down and watch. I don't listen to the radio on the way home. I will go home and sit and watch the show afterwards. You know, I'll watch the game. So, um, yeah. And so that's a dangerous game to play, though, because you got to completely cut off the outside world. Like, social media is ruining it for you. And not answer your phone. Yeah. You got to stay off social media for a couple days. Yeah. Well, that's, I would go straight home and watch it. But, like, yeah, even, even for a few hours, there was times people would ruin it. And I'm like, Motherfucker. Here's the funny thing about Seattle, though. You don't even have to do all of that. All you have to do is go outside after the game and see how people react to you, and that's how you know whether the game was won or lost. You can just be like, hey, top of the morning to you. Oh, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God, we lost that bad. (laughs) Well, you know, I used to have a neighbor. There was a neighbor that every time, and this is, I had to really time this on being at home. Because if I started the game at around halftime, um, I would always know when the Seahawks won because the neighbors would let off fireworks. Oh, and wow. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'd be like sitting there watching just like a really intense game. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it's a nail biter. And then what am I? Why am I even that, watching? <laughs> Make that's me so happy. aggressive. I love it though, but that's oh, a lot. God, but I didn't, you know. But I never knew who the neighbor was, so you know. So, so I you had couldn't to go really there careful. to tell him to knock the fuck off. I haven't watched like, it yet. Oh, but you know what though? I, you know, I couldn't be mad. I can't be mad about that. Like when you, yeah. when you're that much of a fan that you buy fireworks that oh, enough to let off fireworks so, and an explosion for each game that they win. Oh, you that, think that you think that's bad though? When I was living on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, we had a neighbor that was upstairs who was also a diehard Giants fan like me. But we so here's the thing. So all two of we, you are fans. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we we had two different cable subscribers. So the weird thing was, and whenever we'd watch the game, there'd be like a slight delay between him and me so he would get like if they scored he would get it first and then like he could hear him like jumping up and down upstairs and 
like they're like, wow, what's going up there? I'm like, we're probably about to score or, oh, there we go. You know what I'm saying? We would get like five seconds later. And it's like, they're like, wait a minute, how did you know? I'm like, he's a Giants fan upstairs. He's probably cheering every time we do something great. And then we would get it later on. So um, what we ended up doing to combat that is we started inviting him to our apartment so he could hang out with us so he wouldn't spoil the damn uh, he wouldn't spoil it for us, like, you know, the 10-second delay. Like, hey, you know what? We're cooking down here. We're doing, And he cooks upstairs. How about we just combine this? Because you're living in the – you're living, like, 10 seconds into the future. And yeah. we're just we, – we like to be surprised. So, yeah, yeah we, we ended up uh, just, like, let's just combine forces. And we just ended up inviting him to our and, uh, and apartment. Me, and me not being a sports guy, about 10 years ago, I, I, it was during the time where the Seahawks were doing very well. And everybody on my friends list were all 12th man fans, <clears throat> going nuts. And and uh, I I one day I was like I was on social media just looking for shit to, to to read or look at or whatever. And every other post was oh that sucks or oh my god that happened. And and it was like it wasn't just one person. It was like 16 people all at the same time, <laughs> all saying the same oh, fucking yeah. thing. And I went on this five-page diatribe about why I think the 12th man sucks ball sack. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, so now all my friends think I hate sports. It's like, I don't hate sports. I just, I think that if, if people were to do that with, like, TV shows, people would be screaming spoilers. Why are you talking about this game on, sp- on, on, uh, social media? Everybody else who's, who cares is already watching it. Or is yeah. going to watch it, and they don't want to hear about it until they have a chance to watch it. So I lost I about sixty well, friends that day. <laughs> I, think some, I think some people just want to feel seen. Like I, the funny thing is, like being that it's football season now, I'm getting Facebook uh, memories of shit that I said about the Giants ten years ago. <laughs> you know, eight years ago when I was living in Seattle, I was like, damn, I said, and and I can tell because I'm like, oh, that must have been a good year for us. Oh, this was a terrible year for us. Oh, that was a good year for us. And it's just like, so now it's like, I don't even, but I, I get what you're saying, Todd, because I used to, I used to be one of those guys like, yeah, Eli Manning's the best, touchdown. And then now I just realize I'm like, wow, I am a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, like, even nowadays, I don't even, I don't even think this year I really posted a lot about sports like how I used to do, like, I mean, I'll and if I do it, I'm like being ironic or I'm being like stupid. Like, yeah, the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. We won one game. Um, <laughs> it's 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 it is crazy, and you know, I just find. I mean, I like to have fun with it. Like, usually football season is like shit talking season. Like when it comes to baseball or basketball, I could care less. But yeah. I love football so much. But I'm not. I don't. You know, the shit talking. I see. I, I feel like we've all kind of grown up. But yep, every Sunday I'll see something and be like, oh. Yeah, somebody's upset because of something that, you know, they sat on a couch stuffing themselves with food while somebody, while a, while a millionaire is out there getting <laughs> yeah. concussion. Yeah, yeah, we care about what you Well, and, and some of the people that are still on my friends list that were comp- that, that that got mad at me for going off on the 12th man are the same people that cried spoilers when I posted a non, like, no context spoiler photo of, of Baby Yoda. I was like, I didn't tell you what it was from or where where I got it. Nothing. Like just it was just a photo of this junior version of Yoda, and they go, "Spoilers, dude! What the fuck?" I'm like, "Hey, you talk about sports <laughs> every fucking spoilers. Sunday. What do, what does it matter?" Yeah, yeah I mean that's that's the only reason I went to see Spider Man. I'm not even really into like the Marvel movies and shit like that. 
but I just kept seeing the posts and the memes and the like. They weren't spoilers, but the close to spoilers and the you know, right. tweets Dude, and all was, that stuff. Yeah, it was. So I was like, fuck it, I gotta spoilers. just go see it. Yeah, I saw a I was, lot of really borderline spoilers. So, what did you think? I mean, for somebody who who is not, you're not into the Marvel. Jamal, why no. did you book him? Why did you book him? Seriously, he's probably a, he's probably a DC guy. He did he did not disclose this information upon uh-huh. booking. Very booking true. Me. I did not have the booking. Are you? Yet. Are I'm not you, a nerd. Are you into DC or you're just not into any of it? I am just not. I'm not really into it. I was never a comic book guy. You know what I mean? But I mean, I like I've watched it. I've seen move the movies. I haven't seen all the fucking movies, but yeah, I liked it. It was a good action movie. Okay, t- t- tell, me, tell me the truth. Your yeah. girlfriend drug you to see this, right? No, honestly, I, if the reason I just said, I literally went to see it because social media peer pressured me into seeing it. Wow. wow. Oh, that's all it took? Yeah. Sure. But if, if you're not, you don't regret it? No, not at all. No, it was a good movie. Like, I've seen some movies because uh, same kind of thing is that all the pressure from all the hype and all that stuff, and I walked away going, oh my god, there's like Three hours of my life, I can't get back. Oh, like yeah, Avatar, Avatar. I'm like, oh my god, are you <laughs> I was so mad. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I loved Lord of the Rings, but I'd also had like a like tweaked my back or something. So about two and a half hours into this movie, and I'm in agony. I stood up in a packed theater and said, "Frodo, give him the fucking ring so I can go home." You're lying. What? No, <laughs> I was so mad. I was in so much pain. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah, save us a half an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that was the movie that had like eighteen endings, right? Oh yeah. my god, I was Wait, like ready. Like, I I saw all I saw all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, two of them in Texas, and then the final one in New York, and. I, I watched it uh, when I was working for Good Morning America. Me and a couple of the, the staff members went to go watch it. Uh, opening night, oh my God, it was, oh, they got tickets mad early too because it was sold out. And, you know, two and a half hours of this movie, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. And I kind of felt like, oh, this movie, oh, the end, it's almost near, you know, the end is almost near and I'm stretching in my seat, getting ready to get ready to go. And then the movie is still going. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah. What? I, th- I thought like, they, I thought they, yeah. I thought they wrapped this up already. Still going, still going. Still, yeah. I had to pee, and I'm like, when is oh, this movie gonna end? Yeah. And then uh, the sad thing about it is, we're sitting in the middle, kind of like like ten rows, in the middle, and it's like, okay, it's gonna take us forever to get out of here. I'm ready to pee in what's left of this popcorn tub, <laughs> yeah. um, like right in my seat. And it, the movie just kept going. It was a good movie, don't get me wrong, but it was just like I had to beeline it. I had to just do my You're best. Over Sanders. And kids. He's like, fuck everybody. I drank a 52 ounce Coke, man. Get the hell out of my way. A $15 Coke, yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. And it came in a can. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. that's one thing I don't do. I don't sit in the middle of those of the rows. I got to sit on the end just in case I got to get out. Cause I, it's that's fucking actually not a bad idea. Anxiety. Even though it's not the best angle, but I, like, I got to oh, be dude. able to get out. You know what? I'm gonna have to re- I'm gonna have to rethink my seating strategies because that's actually a very good idea. Dude, you know, yeah, people want to be in the middle. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, it. You know, if it's not packed, I like to be in the middle, towards the back. 
I, and see, this is where the husband and I, we disagree. He wants to be down front. And no. we went, when we went to go see. He wants to I'm count like, nose hairs. <laughs> right, but he also, he wants, and I understand his, his thought process. The screen is fucking that big. What do you, why do you got to be I know, right? And I'm like, the best viewing is meant for dead center mm-hmm. is, is where it's at. But he wants to sit up because we had people in front of us. So the one dude was recording the movie. And then he had one of those uh, flashing light alerts every time his phone got a message or something. So it was flashing the whole time. Sort of like what, Todd, what you did when we went to Ghostbusters, what you said you had up there. Yeah. He's, and Romeo's like, oh, I didn't have to hear any of that stuff. I didn't deal with any of it because we, all we had. I'm like, yeah, because we're right there at the bottom of the fucking. <laughs> Looking up like this. We got a, like our crick in our neck. Yeah. We had to go like massage. We are too old to sit in the front, sir. We are too old. <laughs> you know? Sit yeah, in sa- the back. Save that for the kids who don't know any better. I know, you know? right? Like I, I, I think. Oh, the the one movie I've seen like maybe three <laughs> movies like that, but one I definitely I remember seeing Dirty Work up close. Uh, it had a Nor- Norm Macdonald and uh, that movie, and we sat in the very front to watch that movie. And let me tell you something. Like his head is. I mean, his head was huge. Like, <laughs> like a big ass. Head. But the reason why we sat in the front because surprisingly, when we went to this theater, the show, this particular time, the show was sold out. Mm. And, and the only seats that were available, the usher brought us dead to the front. And he was like, there's these two seats, or you could watch uh, the next showing, which is not completely sold out. But we didn't want to wait 45 minutes. We just figured we'd watch it there. And we sat oh, there at our next. We sat there for like ninety minutes, and our necks were like this, just like uh, okay, we're at a never, ninety degree angle. We're yeah. never doing that again. Yeah. That was like the last movie I saw like that. Um, it like I don't know. It's like you're you're not missing much, no matter where you sit in the movie, in a, in a movie theater. And I mean, I get it. You want you want some good p- positioning, but like Gary just said, um, sometimes I just. Say fuck it. I'm taking the I'm taking the the aisle seat because again, yeah. I want to be able to come and go as I please without Indeed. interrupting yeah. people. You know, I don't want to and- feel trapped. And yeah. yeah, and I agree. You know, some some shady shit has happened. Say that fast three times. Shady shit has happened, like in theaters, like Denver. And you don't oh, like I yeah. I need to be able to, like. I like to have a good escape plan. Dude, I like there's to have something a, in the like, water in Denver, similar to like Florida. There's just something yeah. in the water down there. If if you go into a public area, man, that's one of the things. I don't know. I'm I'm, I don't know. I, I guess I'm backwoods. I'm always looking for my exit. Where's my exit strategy? Yeah, I go yeah. into a, any kind of I restaurant. I when I, when I, I go oh. I go public places. I go in the hood because the shit like that doesn't happen in the hood. So True. I True. Like no, true. Except for we're the wrong yeah. complexion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys would be fine. Look, go to the hold bitch. on, hold on. Uh, I don't go by myself. Okay, true. so I go with my non-pigmentally challenged husband, and I can go anywhere. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, so I don't have insurance. that. Look, unless I'm, I'm hanging out with you guys. Like, I'm his snowflake insurance, so that you know, if cops show up, I'm the one who talks to the cops. Hundred percent. Hey. You know. And if it's someplace shady, he's six foot two and three hundred plus pounds. Nobody's messing with him. Oh, so, yeah, he's he's a big ass man and <laughs> not afraid to throw down. So, 
And Especially if somebody threatens me. I think another good reason why sitting on the edge is probably a good idea because, like, AMC theaters have those reclining seats. Yeah. And they have the buttons that control the, the recliner. At least the last time I was at an AMC, the buttons were on the inside of the the seat. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fluffy yeah. white guy. And uh, I'm also right-handed and very limited use of my left hand. So when I sat in this chair... My butt cheek like pressed the button, it. and it like it, it like folded me back, and I couldn't get up because every time I try to reach over to to touch the button, oh shit, it would like push me back. So I I, 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 I ended up having to roll out of the seat onto the floor <laughs> to get out that of the damn chair. Hilarious. That's fucking really funny. <laughs> it would have been great if somebody had had that shit on on film. That I would I would have oh totally gone viral and been, made made my first million on TikTok at this point. If that was the case. Yeah, somebody else would have because they would have been the ones recording. Right? You yeah, I wouldn't have gotten shit. Yeah, so. not even recognition. Like, <laughs> look at look at this fat white guy getting store. stuck in his chair. He can't get out. <laughs> yeah, you go to the grocery store. Isn't that that fat dude from that video? <laughs> the video I saw? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Could, you, could you imagine people just asking you for your autograph and you have no fucking clue why? <laughs> well, now, right? See, with, with me, I would think, oh, they listen to my podcast. Clearly, they listen to the show. <laughs> and then, then you you're find gonna, out. You're going you're gonna to sign it, thanks for listening, and they're going to be like, uh, <laughs> <to> what? what? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is my podcast, right? Wait, you have a podcast? Wait, 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 hold on a second. And then they go into their phone and they'd be like, this is you trying to get out of your seat at a theater, right? <laughs> no. Oh, That's embarrassing. You know, when you do something like that. So I actually, I did um, some cut videos and cut videos are, they're, um, they have their own YouTube channel. They're immensely, immensely popular. Um, like anytime you do a video, they automatically within like a couple of weeks have a millions of views. And so I've done several different videos. Well, the one that I did was uh, Truth or Drink Exes, and it was with me and my ex-husband and his current girlfriend. And I was walking through my job where it was like a warehouse in setting, and I, I was like executive management, and I had people coming up to me, and they were pointing. <laughs> and then they were looking, and somebody came up to me and goes, is, is this you? And I was like... Oh shit! And I remember what I said. And I'm like, oh, uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh damn! And then I went to go get coffee, and the girl at the coffee stand, she goes, "I feel like I should know you. Did you do a cut video?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then all the other baristas come over and like, "Oh my god, that's her. That's her. yeah, that's that woman we saw in that video." Yo, yeah, like, man. <laughs> It's really weird. It's very awkward. Like, there's been millions of views on the on these videos that I've done. And so it was, uh, and because the, they're very raw, they're very, you know, explicit kind of, you know, so it's not yeah, what you I've want. I've seen them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, you know, there's a lot of people like when you look at it's kind of like, Oh my God! That's how many people have seen this video. <laughs> You're like, yeah, holy shit! But they don't. You don't get any recognition. Like they don't use your your last name. You can't say, Hey, I'm a comic. <laughs> I do a podcast. Listen, if you like this, listen to our podcast. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, you just need to wear so, like a t-shirt or a hat next time. You can't. They won't oh, let you oh, wear really? something with logo on it. No. Yeah. Bastards. I know. I can try and I can try and slip one through, but I've done a few different videos. I mean, like I think the last one. 
the last one. I haven't even watched the last one. We did, but <laughs> it was a kind of a lineup. And guess who has a black partner? So it was really interesting to to see uh, you know, like what some of the people you know like. No, I you date white guys, don't you? And then my huge black husband comes out and like, oh damn, <laughs> you know. Funny as shit. Yeah, like some of the questions they asked me was stupid. Like, okay, I think what, what was one of the questions they asked me was, um, if you, if you're white and you're a supporter, then name us, name me five black, um, like uh, uh, historical figures. Is, is what the question was, and I was kind of like, ah, <laughs> and, and I was thinking of some some different names and stuff, but I totally like drew a blank, and she's like, yeah, you got a white partner, get back. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't ask things like, and then another guy he asked, what does my husband like to wear on Sundays, and I was like, jeans and tennis shoes, and they're like, well, what does he wear during the? I'm like, jeans and tennis shoes. Oh yeah, he's white. And then they're like, no, if you were a brother, you should have been wearing shorts with those instead of jeans. And I'm like, what It's so weird, like some of the different um, misconceptions that people are, or that preconceived ideas. Stereotypes, what, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And it was really yeah. funny to see. But it was interesting, like, like the one woman who was doing the guessing, she goes, okay. And, and she was asking one of the guys, she goes, okay, um, I'm going to. I'm going to do a mo motion here and stop me when I get to your girlfriend's hair or your partner's hair. <laughs> it was like, like putting it out like in a fro. And oh I, my God. Yeah. And oh she goes, shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> As you know, that's only going to be a, goes, a, a person goes, of color, right? She was, yeah. And she goes, I feel so, you know, and she goes, I feel, she goes, that was inappropriate. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I, I mean, they're fun. You know, they're fun. Jesus. Yeah. But. Speaking of speaking of races, um, I did – okay, so um, a listener had sent me a question that uh, – <laughs> that they um, – they were like, here's a question that I would like for you to think about and then see if it's worth discussing on your podcast. And when this person asked this question, I almost spit up my tea because I was like, that's a good fucking question, <laughs> giving our, um, social our social climate. Um, okay, and what's the question? I, but, but here's the thing, though. I, have, I, had, I had to tell, I had to preface the answer and whether I was going to do this or not, by letting them know that my co-hosts are two white people. So <laughs> um, let's let's start with that. And if and if they answer, and there's no wrong answer, mind you, but then at the same time, there is a wrong answer. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> you know always a I wrong mean? answer. Oh, shit. I mean, it but may not be a right a, answer. But, no, but there's a right answer, but then again, there's like a, the right answer. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't even know if I can even get away with asking this question, but I'm like, I know I can, and I've been, I've been. Are you gonna answer the question? Eventually. Well, he's building up. Um, to it. He's building up to it. Come on, we gotta I'm, feel the I'm, angst. I'm getting some anxiety yeah. here by him just. Well, we stalling. gotta have the tension and the okay. angst. But I am... Brad can't take it. He can't fucking take it. <laughs> what am, what am I gonna get myself into? Thanks, Jamal. Okay. Okay. And and now, now I have to say this: no matter what your answer are, we're still friends, guys. <laughs> yes. okay. We love, we love you too, Jamal. Yeah, Spit you're it out. you're three time friends, zones away, so yeah. 
<laughs> okay. <clears throat> who feels... I don't, okay. Who is either... Who is more annoying slash feels more self-important? A ratchet black person or a privileged white person? Oh, God, please. That's not like it's a hard question to ask. That's a privileged white person, please. Have you seen that shit? And here's why. Because historically, they've had it for years and 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 years. And they still, they're entitled. Hold on, Marianne. Say that one more time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they have had it for years and years and years and years and years and years. Why do you think? Since birth, even. So I get, I had a situation that happened here at my house. I had. Kind of careful how I kind of word this one. I had a situation where I had to have some work done, and um, the company, the, the plumbing company that came out was was awesome. They were the 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 guys, and, and I call them kids because they were like in their twenties. And then it was kind of a the plumbing company versus the city the, the, because it was where mm. it was a leak in my water line, and where it was at was right there at the at the meter. And legally, the plumbing company can't touch anything that's the city. That's the city. So then we had the city come out, and it was two old white dudes who proceeded to tell us it wasn't their fault, it wasn't their responsibility, it was all on us. And and these kids were like, "Going oh, bullshit! It's it's at the meter. We're not allowed legally to touch that. It's it's all your responsibility." And they started ordering these kids around, telling them what to do. And then trying to say, oh, see, he doesn't want to work. You know, he's calling his boss. I told him I was going to bring the parts, and he doesn't want to work. And I'm like, hold on, he can't make that decision. It's not his. his not his call to make. He has to go through his chain of command. I'm like, I'm thinking, you. Know, and I was getting hot as hell, and I, I started like telling him. I finally, I, I looked at him, and I was like, when they were telling me it wasn't their responsibility, I said, you guys get, you just don't walk onto my property and say this isn't your responsibility. I said, I need to see a code. Like, and then I started pulling some, some OSHA regulations and shit on them because that's kind of okay. what I do. And, and that's my day job is working with codes and regulations and shit. And so when they started find they realized that I, I'm not as young as that I look and that I do know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden they showed back up, they left and came back with a piece of paper with the code on it, which was very, very ambiguous and vague and a vac truck and supplies and a crew to fix the, the problem that wasn't their problem. And that's one of the things I was saying is just that I was talking to the younger guys. They said, well, we're getting pushback because, you know, we're young. <laughs> and I was like, you're getting pushback because they're grizzled old white dudes who think that because they're white, they're right. And this is one of the things that I, I deal with. And, and I'm, I'm, that may piss off some people, but I'm telling you that in my experience of the people that I've dealt with culturally, and I've, and Jamal, that's one of the, uh, Gary, one of the beautiful things that, about being a, a comedian is that you get to interact with so many different cultures yeah. and so many different people and you get exposure to things that you would never get in a, a normal day-to-day nine-to-five. And so because of that, I've seen a lot, I've been able to have all these different exposures to different things. And the one time I've ever had there, like I consistently a pushback on something because I'm a, a, I'm a female and I get that pushback is, and I've seen it and I've observed it with other cultures of, of how they, these guys act. And it, it's a, it, and it is, it's, 
it's not something that they're consciously doing. It's because it's something that's been allowed and and, and been done. That's how it, it's historical. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Is that well because I'm white, I'm right. And especially as a white male, that hierarchy is this white male. I'm a white male, therefore I'm right. You're a female, you your your voice doesn't count. You're a minority, your voice definitely doesn't count. Mm. And that has been something that, but they don't realize that, you know, and because you don't see something when it's a privilege to you, you don't realize that you have that privilege. It's not until you get to see it from a different set of eyes that you go, wow, I had a privilege that I didn't even realize that I was doing that. Like, and and even if you want to take, for example, a really good um, exercise to try, I used to do the Seattle Center, and if you guys have ever been there during any event, it's like there's 400,000 people down there. Easily, yeah. It is packed anywhere you go. And I've done this because I'm, I'm not short either. I'm five foot ten. So, and I'm, I'm a big old hairy ass Amazon looking woman. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not petite. And so I would do things where I would walk with purpose through a crowd and, and I watch because if you see, that's kind of the hierarchy of things. That's that herd mentality is when you're walking through a crowd, if you are not walking with purpose, the people who expect somebody to step out of their way is the, is the white guy. They expect that automatically, especially if you're coming at them at the right away. I'm white. I'm right. If you're of color or a female, you need to step aside. You need to make room for me. Yeah. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm the one who's walking here. And it's interesting because when I walk with a purpose and I'm, I'm facing <clears throat> forward and I'm looking at what I'm doing and the people who always will step out of the way are, are women and um, people who are younger smaller, and the ones that will slam into me are white men oh wow so yeah, and they I, I will heard about that social away. experiment yeah, yeah and they won't crazy. give way they won't give way and it's crazy oh, hello. my husband just brought me something to eat hi romeo they're saying hi hello everybody he says hi oh, look <laughs> thank you you can look at him and say hi what up <laughs> so <laughs> what's going on <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, all right, all right. Me. Jesus Christ. Somebody Get out fucking room. <laughs> Turn Thank off the you. camera and the microphone. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am in a room. This is my house. So, yeah, so it's it's really interesting that when you see that and when you look at the people it when the, the guys bump into you and clearly they did not have the right away, they will look at you and tell you to say excuse me. Mm. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> I've like, I actually tested that. Do you have Do you have a story that uh kind of falls well, into just, that? Uh, just real quick on that on that little like social experiment, I did I tested that the other day because I did I heard a story about it. Um, so I was like, fuck it, I want to try this. I want to see if this really works because I noticed that I do just I don't know inherently. I just I give way when I'm walking down the sidewalk. I always yeah. move out of the yep. way. I mean, yep. I don't I don't even yeah. know why, right? I guess I've always just done that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna try not to do it once. And uh, it just so happened there was like a, a family, a white family, and it was like four of them, like two little kids, mom and dad, and they were taking up the entire sidewalk, right? And I'm just walking on the sidewalk, and I thought about it. I saw them like 50 yards away. I'm like, normally I would just walk in the grass, walk around them, and keep it pushing. But like today, no, I'm gonna stay on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. They can they can make room for me, right? We'll see what happens. And it was awkward because I just walked almost right into the dad. And I'm just like, I'm like, dude, like, 
you couldn't just move and stand in front of your kid and make make some room. You know what I mean? Nope. Uh, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, wow, that was uh, just telling. It was shocking, you know? So. Yeah, and did did he look at you like you sh- were the one who should have moved? You were in the wrong? Yeah, yeah. And I really honestly experienced that. And I was like, holy shit, man, this is backwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. And and again. How, like, how dare you walk on my sidewalk? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. And I'm like, yo, what? But, I mean, no oh, one in the shit. family moved. You know what I mean? Like, anybody could have moved. But I was right. walking directly, you know, and it was towards him. Um, but the sidewalk was big enough for two lanes. You know what I mean? As it should be. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah, it's weird that, that people will do that. They they won't they won't they expect you to walk around them. But yeah. it's a herd mentality. If you've ever been around, like I, I'm gonna say, you're I'm gonna go out on a limb and say you're from Philadelphia, so you may not have been around. I don't know herds of of horses or cattle or sheep. Yeah, or, no. Okay, so one of the things about herd mentality and humans are herds. We are we are herd animals and. There is always that that um, level of communication that is nonverbal, and the nonverbal communication and the social cues and everything that we do actually are way more um, communicative than the ver- than verbal like communication. So this is something as as herd animals. If you were to watch like a herd of of horses or a herd of cattle or anything, you know who is in charge. And it, everybody goes, oh, yeah, it's the stallion. He's got a herd. No, that's not that's not the herd mentality. Or even a pack of dogs you hear of alpha and beta. But there's there's definitely one that <clears throat> that hierarchy. And it's it's it is so socially ingrained in how they interact with each other. So that when you bring in a new animal into that herd, then that's where you start seeing the fights. That's where you start because they're trying to find that dominant. Where are they at in that pecking order? Because right. that determines so many different things about their survival. And so it's the same thing with humans too. We we do that, but because it's for so many years, anybody who's a, a person of color has been thought of as less than, mm-hmm. right? So that's that pecking order. And that's where it takes people to be socially and cognitively aware of that to make that change, right? To one, you, you don't just assume, and, and again, like I said, because as a female, I've experienced it where uh, the white guys will trample me. Mm. They don't give a fuck. They will trample me and then look at me like, bitch, what are you doing in my way? And and unless they're smaller than I am, because then they know that I'll, I'll I'll curb stomp them so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even so, still, though, like you're saying, it's like a social reconditioning, right? Kind of a reprogramming yeah. that needs yeah. to take place. But it's, yeah. it, it is a, it's a thing. Yeah. And that's just it, though. It's I mean, just be aware of that i um at my job we have a uh we have we're we're in a warehouse and there's um we have gates that are open where people think that they can just park there and you know like you know you can't park in a driveway we have uh many driveways and people try to park uh, alongside there for like a couple of minutes because across the street they have to pick up their um items or whatever uh, at another warehouse across the street. So they think, oh, I'll just park over here. But we always tell them, hey, you can't park there because we have trucks coming in and out uh, twenty, uh, like at any given moment. And we don't want to wait on you uh, because you're slowing us down and we still have things to load on our trucks and whatnot inside the warehouse. So that's what we that's kind of like the war that we're going through. 
So there's this guy who parked his big ass Jeep in front of one of the driveways. And I walked out to him and I tapped on his window. I said, and he was in his car, like on the phone. And I tapped on his passenger window and I said, excuse me, sir, uh, you can't park here. Can you please move your vehicle? You know? And he was like, I'm only going to be gone for like a couple minutes. I'm like, no, you can't park here. If you're gone a couple of minutes and there's a truck that's trying to get in here, yeah, uh, be a problem. You're, you're slowing you're slowing our production down. And I explained that to him. And he was like, well, why don't you call the cops? And I'm like, whoa. Like, whoa. That's, that's your response? Call the cops? Yeah. So my boss came outside, a white dude, and was like, hey, um, you know you can't park here, right? And he was like, well, I'm only going to be gone for two minutes. He was like, nope, you can't park. I'm in charge of this warehouse. You cannot park here. And the guy was like, and a guy apologized to my boss mm-hmm. and oh, drove shit. off and double parked <coughs> on the other side of the street. And I shouted out to him, what the fuck? It works <laughs> when he does it? I was so mad. I got mad at yeah. him. I got mad at my boss. I don't even know yeah. why I was mad at my boss. I was just mad because I'm just like, you're. I'm mad because you're you. And I'm yeah. mad because that guy is that guy, and 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 I just stormed off. I was so pissed off. And then like one of my other coworkers, a Puerto Rican guy, saw that. He was like, "Yeah, I saw what just happened there." I was like, "No, I'm fucking upset now." You mean to tell me that I? And again, I was nice. I was polite about it. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. I, but my my boss, a white dude, someone he could probably relate to, was just like, "Nope, you can't park there." And even. Even after a little bit of like pushback, he was. He, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. And then double parks across the street, which he should have done in the first damn place. I don't even know why he wanted to have it with me, but yeah, it was just it. It that right there is something that I see that happens more than it should. Mm-hmm. And again, you're gonna get that pushback, where if you try and say something, he's gonna push back because again, historically. He's been trained and and conditioned that he's better than you. And that is that's a reality. That's that pecking order and that herd mentality that has to be addressed. When people say, Well, we don't act like that, that's not true. We're not herd. The fuck we're not. We are we are yeah. absolutely herd. People, individual humans are great. People on the whole suck. Why do you think, you know, you hear of, about mob mentality? Because it is it, it, that fever gets everybody wild up, you know, that they start thinking, you know, that they they don't think they start acting like animals. And that's the reality. So having that awareness of this is something and it needs to be changed, but it can't be something like we're not going to be able to change it. We can stand our ground and we can still like try it. But until that person, that ignorance is addressed until they go, wow, shit, I didn't even know I was doing that. And I'm not saying like ignorance maliciously it's not necessarily mean but they're they're <laughs> literally ignorant of that situation and they're not aware of their behavior and it needs to be something that's pointed out to them and say hey i got news for you just because you're white don't make you right okay just because you're a white male doesn't mean that you get to dominate you piece of shit <laughs> you know oh, now can i can i play devil's advocate a little bit here so this it's like a it's like a 1a 1b because you can't tell a ratchet black woman shit at all and that is also true. Now I'm not I, like oh, no, so saying, preach, preach, bro. Preach. There's, no, there's no right answer. Okay. There's no wrong answer. But goddamn it, you. What's up, cousin Todd? Uh, <laughs> what is ratchet? 
Uh, so I guess that's fair. How would how would you define it since you asked the question, Jamal? I know what I think ratchet is, but you know what? It's straight up ignorance, man. That's just what yeah. ratchet is. This is straight yeah. up. That if you were to ask me, what is the one word that basically uh, is synonymous with ratchet? It's 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 ignorance. It's it's almost like ignorance with impunity. You don't like oh just just is today. It, is um, it like Dunning Kruger? Then is it like they think they're smarter than they are? No, it's it's worse than that actually. <laughs> they think, well, here's the thing. It's like it's one of those things where it's kind of funny because it's like if it doesn't if it doesn't affect you, um, then it's like okay, then I'm good. But if it does affect you, it's like fuck the world and fuck everybody else. I'm going to let my feelings be known. I don't care who's around. Um, oh my god, I have a story. It's, it's it's so oh god please share the story because I have one too. <laughs> that just sounds like someone who's completely and totally unhinged. It's it's Un- ignorance. Unhinged. It's, it's it's obliviousness. It's it's ignorance through obliviousness. That's I mean it's oh. it's, it's just awful. Shit, Dude, my cousin Robbie is totally ratchet. <laughs> oh, white people can be ratchet too. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Totally ratchet. He thinks ratchet. he thinks that he also is very paranoid. He thinks that the, you know. There's he he always thinks every time his phone doesn't work right that a hacker is messing with him. I'm like, no, dude, some uh, random I, hacker is not just fucking with you because I don't, I don't. I don't think that's ratchet. I think that's just paranoia. Like yeah. that's just paranoia. Yeah. That's not, that's he not also really thinks ratchet. that it, nothing's ever his fault. It's always somebody else. He never he can't take responsibility for shit. Okay, you're leaning towards that now. Yeah, you're 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 getting there. You're 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 very <laughs> close to the definition. You're very close. I have I have a cousin and uh so we went to like a like a haunted hayride. This was a few years back. And um someone at the beginning of the hayride, like it's one of those hayrides where you we stop and like you drink the potion and like people are coming out to scare you and then you're going, I don't know, whatever, like through a scary maze or whatever the fuck. And uh at the beginning of the hayride, I guess somebody pissed her off. Like one of the guys came out and scared her and accidentally bumped her or something happened completely by, by accident. Um, but she was done with the hayride, right? She was like, no, fuck this. They disrespected me. This is bullshit. And she just decided she was going to ruin this hayride for everyone. <laughs> yeah, right? that sounds like, gets, that sounds like she my she cousin. Front, she gets in the front of the hayride, and she just starts ruining every single stop. So, like, we, we come to drink the potion. She's like, she's, she's, she's like, it's just apple juice, y'all. It's just fucking apple juice. Don't even be scared. Or she goes around the corner like, they're waiting right there. They're going to scare you, y'all. They're going to scare you. And it was just like oh, that for the whole time. And I'm like, you man. you ruined it for everyone at this point. Yeah. Like, it was absurd. That's 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 definitely something my cousin Robbie would have done. He'd be like, you know, if I'm fucking pissed, you're, I'm going to ruin it for everybody else, too. You know? Yeah, yeah man. I remember that's one that. time he woke me up at, like, 5.30 in the morning yelling and screaming because he had to get up and go to work. He's like, if I have to be up, everybody else has to be up, too. The oh, fuck, fuck? that. <laughs> I was on the train. Uh, I was on the train, and this actually was today, and it reminded me of the question that I just asked. Um, there was this girl, and she had her kid, uh, I guess, on like this, uh, like the strap, but on the front. So she was having this kid hanging on the front, very new, uh, very small child, and um, she was walking through the train, and um, a guy accidentally, a white dude, bumped into her, and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, miss." my fault and she was like why don't you watch where the fuck you're going i got a baby right here and 
the dude looked at her like, I, and, and he looked at it and said, I beg your pardon? And she was like, I beg your pardon? You should have watched where the fuck you're going. You're lucky my man ain't here. He would have whooped your... She was loud. Ooh. She was obnoxious. She was screaming over her baby. And oh, the shit. people that was, like, around her, like, like they had their phones up because, you know, world star hip-hop. And yeah. she was like, if my baby wasn't here, I would knock you the fuck out. And the guy petrified as shit just eyeballed her and he said look i said i was sorry i didn't see you i'm and he was a tall guy too so in defense i mean he probably had six inches over her so he was like i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't see you i apologize and he was like she was and then she still kept going at it and like the other like us black folks we're like looking at each other like Okay, um, is this the part where we let her know that she does not speak for all of us? You know what I'm saying? My dear white dude, she does not speak for two thirds of the people on this car right now. And all and the guy was like, I said I was fucking sorry. And then he weaved wow. his way. And the girl was like shocked because she was just like not expecting that. <clears throat> and we wasn't expecting that. And I was just kind of like <laughs> Slow clap. You yes. What? Uh, anybody on my side here? Like, you know, he's. I mean, because again, accidents happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think yeah. if, if somebody bumped into me and they said they're sorry, it's like, okay, you know, that's it. Begin and end of the conversation. I, oh, it's okay. Oh. I mean, but but most of it are accidents. You know, I don't think somebody would come up to me and just hit me on purpose. They don't even know yeah. me. Why would they? I. I we don't give people, but but on a train during rush hour, shit happens. Right. People step right. on your feet. People hit you in the knees. People hit you with backpacks while you're, you know, like it, it, it happens. It's part of the ride. But this girl was on a, just on a, I don't know if she was having a bad day, but she was on a tyrant over some guy who apologized and then apologized again after you know the second wave of ratchetness was wave you know upon him and then you know he ends up yelling at her and it was almost like you know what i was kind of like yeah all right i mean was yelling at her necessary probably not but at the same time it was just like <laughs> you you kind of asked for it you what were you like expecting i, I well, get I mean, it yeah. I mean, he he already apologized what three times, and she's still giving him shit. I'm like, look, bitch, I already said sorry. What the fuck more do you so, want from me? It's almost like, question. but it, but it was almost like I want the world to hear me yell. Like, I want the world to feel my pain, and we're just sitting here thinking, like, look, yeah. you're not doing you're not doing this human being thing right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're not you're not doing she, it right. Millennial. Yeah. Oh, she had to have been. She well, in my okay. she looked yeah. like she was in her thirties. Yeah, that's a millennial. But but still, it was just like, you, you could have just been like, oh, that's okay. And then, you know. Well, she's, you she's used just... to getting her participation trophies, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, let's, I, be, I, let's tread carefully, Gary. I, I think it's. I was going to say, I'm a millennial. I resent that comment. Yeah. <laughs> you resent or represent? <laughs> represent. <laughs> what? Representio? <laughs> A representative? Is that what we got? <laughs> I have, I have millennials in my life. I, I, I know. I get it. 
Now, and now for the black people, I mean, the two of y'all that are listening to this, we're not saying black people are terrible at all. No, we're no, just saying know. that we could, we could, we're learn, we ratchet could, people are terrible. We're, we're just saying that, you know, the ratchet ones that ruin it for everybody else, just like how the privileged ones ruin it for, yeah. we, we could be socially better. And, you know, we, we could, you know. Could, could you say that they're, they're two sides of the same coin? I, I, I see again when 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 this question was thrown at me, I didn't even have an answer. I was like, they're both just as fucked up. They belong they belong together. You know what I'm saying? Well, but I would tend to agree with you, cousin Todd. Actually, yeah. I think so, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gary. No, no. That, yeah, that's it. Go ahead. I was gonna say a lot of it. I think is that. Di- again, I'm quite a bit older, so I've seen society. The degradation of society and manners and um, just common courtesy has deteriorated immensely over the years. And I think really the reason why is is there's no consequences for bad behavior. There's no consequences for somebody who's rude. Like that was something that back in, you know, it was never acceptable to behave that way. Nobody would ever allow that. Other people, other uh, there would be peer pressure and social pressure from other people like, dude, what did you just say to her? No, that's not okay. Say say you're sorry. Or, you know, there'll be, there'll be the consequences, immediate and swift consequences from people around you that would police and, and check other, other people in society, especially in smaller communities. You, right. I mean, in a small community, you don't, you don't, you can't get away with, with behavior <laughs> like that because everybody in that community is like, my kid did what? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? And by the time you got home, there's already been twelve other parents that's already called your mom, and you got a she's got a switch waiting they, for you when she comes, and your ass is getting beat. They dragged your ass home by holding your hand above your head, so you're just dangling there as they're with one hand, and they're spanking your ass with the other hand as yeah. you're on your way home. Yeah, you that's, don't talk that, to adults that way. You don't be that way, and so, but there we don't do that anymore. Nope. We're not allowed to to like show proper behavior and then when you look at at adults that are acting crazy and wild and the kids look at it and they see that as a an example of how to behave they mirror that yep like big that's i don't know i just think i i look at i look at society and i i kind of feel like some people should not be breeding oh god yes. yeah or or Absolutely. breathing for that matter but yeah mm-hmm. i i see the wrong, the wrong, uh, because again, I, it, people, I noticed that people, perp- and this is not even a white or a black thing, because we, every race does it. They perpetuate their ignorance through their children. Oh, God, yeah. You know That's what I'm about, saying? Uh... So it's just like, you know, and, I'm not, and there's a lot of great parents out there that teaches their, their kids how to do well. I'm not, we're, we're not talking about you, but there, there's some that are just like, well, first of all, like, you know, in our culture, why do we, ha- you know, like the welfare culture? You know what I'm saying? Whenever people think of, oh, you have seven kids. It's either you love fucking or you hate condoms. I, I don't know, like, you know. But it's just like, why, why are we, you know, why are, why aren't we trying to take care of ourselves and better ourselves? And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like, like people who are incarcerated. They, they don't know how to take care of themselves. They're so used, yeah. to, they're so used to being institutionalized and being told what to do. I don't think I could <laughs> risk my freedom 
just so I could get, you know, three meals on a cot. I, I like my freedom too much where I want to be able to do what I want to do. Plus, I like women. Shit. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going back inside ever again. That's <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like some, but some people, like when you talk to them, they're just like, they don't know how to function in the outside world. But when you put them in a, in a, in a jail, in, in a prison mentality, they function much better. And they, and they're just like, yeah, this is, this is where I belong. And, and, you know, it's just kind of weird to me. I don't. I never understood that. Order and discipline, <laughs> or or lack of. Well, but no, a lot of people, humans, we crave discipline. We crave order. We crave having a purpose and direction. And when you don't have that, is when you get that that acting out and stuff. Um, yeah. And, and part safe of the reason, words don't always work. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> la la la. Um, <laughs> But you know what? One of the things. So my aunt used to be a teacher when she, you know, when she was alive. Uh, my aunt on my dad's side was a teacher in the Alaska prison up in uh, Kenai, and this is one of the things that really surprises me. And I, I've I've done a lot of I've like read a lot of different articles and stuff about this too. And I was really surprised how we as a society do no no surf. We incarcerate people. And then give them no skills when they're locked up, and then are surprised and shocked when they reoffend. Well, what we we set them up for failure. How are, there's no rehab. There's nothing. There's nothing yeah. to give them a marketable skill. And I know I've worked with a lot of people who were fresh out of the penitentiary. And for me, like the first thing I when I would talk to them is, it, it was very interesting to me because I looked at the mentality of. Of somebody who is fresh out of the penitentiary, very much like somebody who just came back from a combat zone. Hmm. They have to reintegrate back into quote unquote normal society. Hmm. And they have to have people around them that can help them lay out that path. But if if they're incarcerated and at no point are they ever giving given any kind of skills or taught how to re enter society and, and to be able to survive and, and not just survive, but thrive in, in the normal society day to day. How could we not expect them to reoffend? How do we, if they, if they're hungry, they're, they have no place, no roof over their head. What are they going to do? They have a choice. They're either going to sit on the corner with a sign or they're going to rob somebody because we've taken away those choices. They, they have no, they're very limited in what they can do versus if we gave them basic computer skills and basic basic education and taught them things like how to behave at a, how to do a job interview how to write a resume things like that how to do even even some kind of like um like i don't want to say i don't want to call it like manual labor because it sounds demeaning but we're talking about you know give them a skilled trade uh-huh. That that allows them to be able to have necessary skills to survive and and to be able to make that change because most people when they come out nobody's going well I want to reoffend <laughs> I want to just go right there and reoffend unless they're scared and but you know I, I was reading an article about there, how there's, somebody there's a ahead. flip side to that coin though because a lot of companies are not hiring felons you know uh, a they're lot making of a lot of changes they're making um, a lot of changes. Um, I know that um, there was this one guy um, who was looking for a job, and I hooked him up with this, you know, this one uh, job at a Starbucks. And um, 
they he didn't get he didn't get the job and he was like it's because um i'm a felon and i'm like well did you tell him that and he was like yeah and it was like that was the end of that conversation right there and yeah. i was just like are you sure and um he was like, yeah, you know, I told him that I was in, you know, I was inside and I'm trying to, you know, and I was just like, you know, so that that's another thing, you know, I mean, I guess and I guess it depends on a company. I kind of feel I believe in second chances. You know, yeah, I think if somebody too. really wants to, <clears throat> wants to try, um, you know, they will, because, again, once you get the taste of, uh, of a jail cell and your your rights being thrown out the window, I think it's something that you depending, you know, I guess it all, you know results vary depending on the individual but when you come out it's like you know what i know what it's like to be in jail i know what it's like to have my freedom taken away from me i don't ever want that again i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure that i stay on the right path jail is not fun and i can imagine prison sucks so <laughs> yeah i think but there are a lot of different laws and regulations that are changing that they have um actually have what's called out outside of the box and what that means is, is that it, it, on job applications, you used to have to check the box if you were a felon. But they're actually they're limiting a lot of what people can ask and what employers can ask. Look, the questions that they can't ask anymore is, um, if you, um, if you had a felony and it was longer than like five years ago, it doesn't matter. Or if you had something that was like a felony, but the like say, you robbed. Uh, your employer or you, you did something that robbed cash you robbed a convenience store of cash but the work that you're doing has no cash involved then those two don't correlate and it doesn't matter you cannot mm -hmm. consider those things anymore and those are things the other thing too is is when employers do a background check here's something that a lot of employees potential employees don't know hey did you know that if they run a background check on you it has to state on that paperwork not only that they're going to do a background check on you, but they have to tell you what company is doing that background check. And oh, yeah. then, and then afterwards, afterwards, if they find something incriminating on your background check, they have to give you a couple of days in which to respond so that you can one confirm that it was something that was legitimately yours. And then you can respond and, and come up with, you know, that should have been expunged on my record or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, there's a lot more limitation to what employers can do than what they used to be able to do in the past. And it is because of reasons like that. It is to be able, because once we as a society say, once you've done your time, you, you did the crime, you did the time. Well, how are they supposed to, to reintegrate if they're still getting blamed for a crime they've already did the time for? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that yeah. once, you, once you do your time and you paid your debt, you, Paid your debt to society, move on. Yeah, exactly. As long and I, I do have a caveat to that. Um, unless you're O.J. Simpson. Unless you're a child molester, or somebody who's yeah, that oh, or no. a rapist. You no, you, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve yeah. anything past that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you do. You 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 deserve an appointment with Smith and Wesson. Just saying. Oh, I would agree. I agree. It's crazy. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like it's, it's prison is big business, right? I mean, we all know why it's yeah. being yeah. being slow to change, you know, because yeah. um, it's not in their best interest. But mm -mm. I didn't I didn't realize those few changes you listed, Marianne, were, were kind of being made. So that's good to hear. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. And they are. And 
and more legislation is coming about and a lot of and because there's a lot of people who are advocating for this and eventually i hope that they're going to also advocate for more education for people before they release the article i was reading blew my fucking mind a guy who'd been incarcerated for 38 years they let him out and they let him out not like like okay there you go you did time and so (laughs) there was a group that had what they did was is they had formed their own group it was other people who had previously been incarcerated and they knew how hard it was to integrate back into society so they went to go pick him up and said okay we're gonna help you out we're gonna uh get you reestablished and they and they were showing him like okay here's a key to a car and he's like where's the key and they go, well, you push this button, and then the key either pops out, or, wow. or they have one. They put. He'd never seen the technology. Here's yeah. a cell phone. He'd never seen a cell phone. Oh he'd never goodness. seen a laptop or an iPad. He knew nothing. Like he'd heard some things about it, but he'd never seen one or touched one. How the fuck do we expect him to go back out into society? Can't function. And yeah. survive. <clears throat> it's scary. It's like yeah. you'd be, you'd wake up from being frozen. Only worse, you're old. You're yeah. older. And you have you don't have the same capabilities that you did when you were younger. And you have a record. Yeah. 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 So um but these criminals, by God, wait, you know, they just need to stay No, do better. America, we need to do better. We need to be able to like I'm not I, I, I'm hardcore. Like I agree. If you have committed a murder or something where it, it's an grievous like that, um Crimes against children. I, I, there's a gas chamber. I'm, I'm very I'm like, let's go Texas. Right, run them right to the front of the line, straight to, to the, the gas chamber. But when we're looking at other crimes, and, and some of these crimes that we have people in jail for is absolutely asinine. Why is somebody still in jail for weed? What the fuck? Yeah, Are you crazy. serious? Well, it's like it's legal in most of the states right now. So you <laughs> It's, re- but, it, and like you said, Gary, it is big business. It, it is mm-hmm. business. And that's oh, yeah. why. I think a lot of people are being released from jail that are un- that are there for weed possession or you know some kind of well weed possession mainly um, because you know like like how I said like a lot of states have many states have legalized right. it. Right. But I think you know, those so. are the only ones. I think those are the only ones that are letting them out for possession. It's the, it's the states that once it becomes legal in their state. If they have somebody, but again, they also have people, some people that were grandfathered in. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. still, it's still crazy. And again, preaching to the choir, we know what are the statistics about the people who are in jail. Okay. So there's, there, that's not anything that's surprised that, um, black people make up 13% of our nation, 13% nation. And yet over 75% incarceration. What's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this picture? Okay, so why are we not looking at some of these different things, you know? So, I I don't know. I'll get off my soapbox. But those are some of those things that I I get really fired up about. Tell us how you really feel, Marianne. I know, right? I'm so shy and quiet over here. (laughs) Marianne, that's something you've never, ever been. Shy or quiet. I'm not capable of either. I, I, I don't think I'm capable. I could try, but I don't think I'm capable. 
Oh, I was. Oh, I was trying to read this article earlier, and this this is something that just I was thinking about things that fired me up, and this made me mad. As I was reading this article about, uh, it was happened here in Washington that there was a family that wanted to take their their family someplace nice, so they took them to Applebee's, and the server exposes them for low tip in a viral TikTok that was sparking a debate. They said, if you can't afford the tip, should you eat out? Wow. Right. Wow. Right? Wow, that's ballsy. Right? Like, uh, I, I, you know what? I, I think that um, as, as far as tipping goes, tipping, at least it used to be, I mean, I'm 50 years old. It used to be that you got tipped if you did well. If they didn't right. get tipped, maybe they just weren't that good of a server. Oh, they got a tip, but it was way less than what they expected yeah it was a very oh, small tip so so they didn't get 15 or 20 percent they got 10 percent or less mm -hmm. oh it was so the bill totaled out at 73 dollars and 45 cents but the <clears> server <throat> was left with a six dollar and 33 cent tip but here's oh. the thing the service wasn't bad the customer left a note saying Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at Not About You Pod.